self-directed IRA a good idea? Hey everyone, Adam Bergman here, tax attorney, founder of IRA Financial. On today's AdBits, going to discuss whether starting a self-directed IRA is a good idea. So you may be saying, well, who are you to be in a position to say whether setting up a self-directed IRA is a good idea? You're in the self-directed IRA business. You're not objective. Well, I'm going to do my best to be objective. I am a tax lawyer by training. I need to be objective. So I'm going to give you both sides. Why some people set up self-directed IRAs and why some don't. And then you can decide whether a self-directed IRA makes sense for you. Now, it's not for everyone, right? If you have 10, 15, 20 grand in your IRA or 401k, you may not be able to do much in the alternative asset world. You can probably do some cryptos, but you're probably not going to get much exposure to real estate or hedge funds, private equity funds, private placements, private businesses. Maybe you dabble in some gold, but probably can't do much in hard money loans, tax liens, tax deeds. So it may not be for you. So the first question is, what is a self-directed IRA? Well, it's not a legal term. It essentially just means an IRA that lets you do alternative asset investments. So essentially non-traditional investments. So if you go to banks or brokerage firms, they will advertise that they offer self-directed IRAs, but really all they're allowing you to do is pick your own equity investments, whether it's you want to buy Apple or Tesla or Google. So in that sense, they call it self-directed, but really they're just letting you dabble in the equity world. Again, stocks, mutual funds, ETFs, it's self-directed in the sense that you get to decide what your IRA is invested in, but you're not allowed to explore out of the equity world. A true self-directed IRA allows you to do anything that's legal, essentially anything that does not, is not prohibited by the Internal Revenue Code. So the Internal Revenue Code doesn't say what you can invest your retirement account in. It only says what you cannot. In Section 408, two things you can't do. Can't do life insurance in an IRA. There are exemptions for 401ks, if your 401k allows for it. And two is collectibles. Can't buy baseball cards, antiques, rugs, stamps, uh, diamonds. There's a special carve out for precious metals. So pure palladium, bullion, gold, silver, 0.99% finesse, or American Eagles, state minted and bullion coins. But you must hold those coins or bullion in the physical possession of a US trustee or depository. So IE can't hold it at home. And then 4975 of the Internal Revenue Code talks about prohibited types of transactions, which in sum under 4975C says you can't do anything that in any way directly or indirectly personally benefits you as a disqualified person or any of your lineal descendants, parents, children, spouse, daughter-in-law, son-in-law, or any entities controlled by such persons. So for example, you can't buy a house and live in it, can't take your IRA and buy yourself a watch, can't take your IRA and buy your kids an apartment to live in. The investment must be made to be exclusively beneficial to the IRA. 100% must be benefited or derived benefit to the IRA, not to you. So other than that, you can do it. So why do people want to self-direct? Number one, control. They want to have more control over what they invest in. Some people don't trust Wall Street. 
Some people don't feel comfortable investing all their retirement accounts into equities, mutual funds, or ETFs. They want diversification. That's second reason people self-direct is diversification. They don't want to have all their eggs in one bucket. They want to have investments in different asset classes, whether it's real estate, whether it's hard money loans, private businesses, private placements, real estate funds, investment funds, cryptos, gold. They want to have some diversity, some diversification. Third is a hedge against inflation. People are worried that inflation goes up, stock markets go down. It's very somewhat, I don't want to say very, but a lot of investment advisors um, don't feel comfortable to have all their clients' cash in stocks, right? Even if you go to a wealth manager, they're going to have 60 or 70% equity, maybe 20 or 30% of fixed income. What a lot of IRA investors say is, hey, I want to have some exposure to hard assets like real estate or gold, assets that are a good hedge against inflation. We are living in probably the highest inflationary period of my lifetime. Uh, well, maybe not my lifetime. I was born uh, in the late 70s, so early 80s. We had interest rates in the 15 uh, to 18%. Uh, probably since the 90s, this is the highest inflation you know, we've experienced. Um, so people are concerned. So self-directed IRAs are not scary. Essentially, again, not a term, legal term. All it means is there are opportunities if you want to do more than stocks, mutual funds, or ETFs to invest your IRA, tax-deferred, tax-free, right? Same benefits of buying stocks. You don't pay tax when you sell the stock or when you receive a dividend. Same with real estate or gold or cryptos or private placements. When you have it in a retirement account, most cases you sell it, there's no tax. All the income goes back to the IRA. Same with gains. If it's in a Roth, so long as you're over 59 and a half and the Roth's been open at least five years, it's all tax-free. So you get the same tax benefits of a regular IRA, but you also get more control, diversification, hedge against inflation. And you know what? Some people just feel better investing in alternative assets, investing in assets they know and trust. Not everyone feels comfortable with the stock market. Many people don't understand why stocks go up or they go down. Some feel comfortable just being able to drive down the street and say, hey, I own that house in my IRA. I can touch it. I know there's rental income coming in. Even if there is a recession, even if there's inflation, I can rent, increase my rent every year. The asset should appreciate in inflationary times, the hard asset. So there is a strong demand from investors who want more control and also uh, the ability to diversify and protect against inflation. So those are the main reasons why people use a self-record IRA to invest. Is it a good idea? That's for you to decide. That's not my decision. I'm obviously a big believer in diversification and control. It's in the code. You're allowed to do alternative assets, right? You're allowed to do anything that's not collectibles, life insurance, or prohibited transactions involving a disqualified person under 4975. So the IRS allows it. It's up to you to decide if you feel comfortable with it. Remember, it's your retirement funds, right? So hard-earned, you worked hard for it, you persevered, you put away, you trusted the process. You want to make wise investment decisions. So clearly, you know, investing all your money in um, Venezuelan bonds probably doesn't make a lot of sense. But taking a little bit of your IRA and, and maybe getting exposure to gold or cryptos or real estate, private placements, real estate funds, hedge funds, private equity funds, a lot of investors feel that is a wise decision. Again, I'm not providing anyone investment advice. I'm not telling anyone whether you should invest in a self-directed IRA or not. It's just a vehicle. Ultimately, the investment decision is your decision, not mine. 
IRA Financial and all the great self-directed IRA companies in our space, we're not investment advisors. We don't give investment advice. We don't sell investments. We don't sell stocks or mutual funds or real estate products. We simply facilitate and give you a vehicle, hopefully easy and very cost-effective vehicle that you can get control over your retirement funds and then invest in assets that you feel comfortable with as a source of diversification, greater control, and hopefully a good hedge against inflation. So I hope you feel more comfortable now understanding what a self-directed IRA is. It's not a scary term. You're not going to find it in the tax code. Okay, Section 408 and 408A just talks about IRAs. The word self-directed is nowhere in the tax code. So it's really just a vehicle to allow you to do investments that are non-traditional alternative. And again, the decisions are up to you. So long as you don't violate 408 and 4975, you can do it. Okay, there may be some tax implications, uh, whether you invest in an active trader business or use a non-recourse loan to buy real estate in the IRA world. You may trigger what's called the unrelated business taxable income tax, which is a tax. Doesn't mean you can't do it. Okay, it's a 37% tax, which could potentially be um, very unappealing, but it doesn't mean you can't do it. So all in all, hopefully, if you are thinking about doing a self-directed IRA, you have some, some answers to your questions. If you already have a self-directed IRA, hopefully you've had good experiences with it. Unfortunately, if it didn't work out, it's probably not my fault. Um, well, hopefully you've made good investment decisions because the beauty of a self-directed IRA is that you get to self-direct. So it's your decisions. We're here to facilitate in a quick cost-effective way through technology and also um, helping you along the way to understand and navigate the IRS rules, but through the concept of deferral, compounded returns, and trusting the process, your money should grow quicker and will grow quicker in a retirement account than if you do it in a taxable account. So thanks for listening. If you're watching on uh, YouTube, thanks for watching. Subscribe if you haven't already. This is a weekly podcast that drops every Tuesday that um, I get to talk about a tidbit of information on a self-directed retirement topic. So thanks again for spending some time with me. Have a great rest of your week and talk to everyone again next week. Bye.